right, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode eight of Budding Business, I believe. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the correction, Chase. So we're here with Dave Mulliken and Matt McCarthy. So how are you guys both doing today? Great. Doing great. Thank you. Doing Matt. good. Yeah. All right. So, Mr. Mulliken, uh, could you kind of give us a little introduction of who you are, what you're involved with? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm the uh, owner and head coach of Fuse Martial Arts and Fitness here in Loveland. Um, basically, I, I run a, uh, a hybrid style gym. It's uh, one of its kind in this area. We, we combine uh, mixed martial arts training and a 24-7 access gym under one roof. So it's, uh, it's a very unique setup, um, but uh, very pop growing in popularity by the day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt, can you kind of weigh in on that as well? I, I just want to see because Matt's, Matt, Matt's a member. Matt's a member of Fuse, so, so we just want to. Yeah. How long have I been going there? I've been going there for almost a year now. Yeah, I think I, I actually it's just over a year. I think 13, we're yeah. in 13th month now. Yeah, okay. so I've been a member there for 13 months. I originally found the gym because I was looking for a place to do martial arts. And I started doing classes, but it kind of conflicted with my other sports. But being a member there like and seeing the growth has just been we were just talking about that right before, like the growth has been crazy at the gym and what he does and like what goes on there is just really cool. And I haven't seen it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So you kind of talked about your, you just, you're just starting with kind of like the martial arts stuff, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Mr. Mulliken, what's your kind of journey been like with that? My personal journey? Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, you're going to, now I'm really going to date myself here. <laughs> you guys are about to find out how old I really am. Um, and please, Dave, from this Dave, point okay. on, is that, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, if I hear Mr. Mulliken, I look over my shoulder, see if my dad's in the room. But, <laughs> um, no, my journey, uh, well, I've been a gym rat as long as I've been able to drive. I, I yeah. literally, my first job when I got my license at 16 was cleaning tanning beds and putting weights away uh, at a local gym. And uh, and I've, I literally have been wearing sweatpants to work for most of my professional career um, since then. Um in late 2002, um, I had met, well, guys, some guys I'd worked with at a um, local fitness center here in Cincinnati. Um, I'd worked with them for several months. Late in 2002, he had moved to Atlanta and uh, it got involved in mixed martial arts and uh, reached out to me and invited me to come down and visit. I did that. I drove through the middle of the night, got about three and a half hours of sleep. He woke me up and uh, threw me into my first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. And I had no idea what the heck just happened. I just know I got ragdolled for about an hour and a half. And it was awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously it takes a special attitude to be able to do that. Um, you know, some people look at getting smashed and ragdolled as a maybe an insult. But to me, it was like, I got to learn this. Yeah. I need to understand because for years I had lifted weights. I thought I was big and strong and no one could push me around. And boy, was I humbled fast. I went in that class. I was probably 225 pounds at the time and a 165 pound kid kept me on my back with his knee in my belly. And it, it's like, why is this working? What's happening? What, what am I not doing right? So then that's when I realized that the amount of weight that someone can bench press really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's always the most common thing. Hey, yeah. bro, how much you bench? I don't know. I don't. If someone asked me that today, I have no idea because I don't max. That doesn't matter to me. What matters is being able to move a person, you know? So anyway, took that class. I was immediately hooked, drove back up to Cincinnati, um, packed up stuff, put my house on the market, literally moved down the beginning of 2003 back to Atlanta uh, and had been working and worked with them for seven years. We grew. 
our uh, business from one location to seven locations. And uh, I met so many great people, had the opportunity to train with, with so many great instructors um, as they were just getting started in their professional coaching careers. So it was a great opportunity. Um, some things had, we were young as business owners and, and managers. So some things had gone south. Unfortunately, uh, our empire of seven locations ended up kind of crumbling a little bit to just a few, which uh, caused me to end up moving back to Ohio, back to Cincinnati in 09. Um, and I still continued into my martial arts journey, uh, training jujitsu and Muay Thai kickboxing with a local group here in Westchester. Um, and, you know, and then some things had happened and I kind of, I decided to take a, a breath and take a step away from the gym business altogether. And, uh, I got a cube, I got a cubicle job for three years and realized that wasn't who I was. Yeah. I actually had to put on a button down shirt and tuck my shirt. And I just, that was weird. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, anyway, so I did that for a few years and realized I needed to, to be back in, back in the gym business. Um, I had found a, um, a, a gym that was struggling here in the Loveland area. And, um, you know, the owners at the time just really weren't as engaged as they, as they wanted to be or used mm -hmm. to be. So I was able to, uh, to buy, um, a gym fit for you. And, um, and I ran that as fit for you as an exclusive fitness center for five years. A good friend of mine that I had met along my fitness journey, who's a uh, professional UFC fighter. Um, he and I reconnected, I guess in 2018 and, uh, he just got the fire rekindled for me. He, he, he said, man, why are you not training anymore? Like what, what happened? You know what I mean? And I just, I didn't really have any good answers. You know what I mean? So anyway, he, he broke his foot off my rear end and uh, got me training again. So uh, once a week I would travel to his gym, train with him, kind of get the rust off a little bit. I did that for about seven months. Then I decided to buy some mats Threw down about, I had about a thousand square feet uh, in my location at fit for you. And I filled it uh, corner to corner, wall to wall with mats. And I recruited a few bodies that I could throw around to help me uh, get my training in, right? So I recruited a few guys that were crazy enough to let me uh, let me do that. And uh, and it was great. So the it was a little club at that time. We'd meet twice a week, rough each other up a little bit. I'd show some technique and then and then have them kind of resist and get me to you know get get the rust off. And uh, you know more guys would look and say, "Hey man, what what are you doing in there? I want to do it." And all of a sudden, four guys became six, became eight, became ten. And uh, and we were still just a little club. And October of 2019, <clears throat> I had a decision to make um, professionally in terms of my location. And uh, the, 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 the location that I was at um, at that time, it was too expensive for my operation. So um, somehow I lucked out and found this amazing space in Loveland, Goshen Township on 28, a perfectly laid out garage setting for a gym in turn, as far as I'm concerned, perfect layout for us. Mm. And I went right after it and we moved uh, October of 2019. And um, it's just been a fantastic journey since then. We, um, we made our martial arts program, our jujitsu program official, started literally offering it, marketing it, selling it. And, and just, and then we, we rolled out a curriculum and got everyone in uniform and helping them progress the belt system. And then it was just a huge snowball effect. It was just, it's been really, really amazing. So since then we've uh, launched a, a striking uh, program, uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. We have an MMA team. Um, 
I have a kids program and, you know, we're just servicing hundreds of, uh, of local residents in the area. And it's just been, been really great. Yeah. So you just mentioned uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and yeah. Muay Thai kickboxing. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not I'm sure Matt's familiar with that, but I'm yeah. not really familiar with that not at me all. Either. <laughs> so can you kind of go into like the aspects of the gym, like all the different classes, yeah, all the absolutely. martial arts? Yeah. So our, um, re- really by, by nature of, uh, of how I, we, we arrived, uh, at that transition from fit for you to fuse martial arts and fitness by nature, jujitsu was kind of like our bread and butter. That was our staple martial art program. Um, so we, I put a lot of emphasis in growing it and, yeah. and, uh, and offering it more times through the week, but jujitsu is a martial arts with emphasis on ground fighting. Um, in my opinion, it's the most practical form of self-defense. Uh, most real altercations go to the ground, right? Whether we want it to or not. Sometimes we just get tackled. Sometimes we lose our balance. You know, it's very common for someone to think they could defend themselves with boxing, keeping their hands up. And, and they should if we're on our feet. But yeah. when that scuffle goes to the ground, now now it's different. Yeah, we can't get a punch off. We can't get a kick off. We can't defend ourselves the same way. So jujitsu gives you the tools. It teaches you leverage, teaches you how to get off your back and to get the safety. Um, now, obviously, the sport of jujitsu, we want to stay on top if we get off our back and, and look for a finish or what we call submission. Um, but in a self-defense st- setting, you know, get off your back, get to your knees, get to your feet and get away, get the safety. And that's the idea. So working with local law enforcement officers, working with women, working with children, working with just everyone. It's we we have a I feel like we have a responsibility to our, our students and our members to for them to be able to, to defend themselves. And, you know, jujitsu provides them those tools, not to mention the mental toughness. Um, when we're in a, a competition or sports setting with jujitsu, our rounds are a minimum of five minute rounds. Look, man, things can get hard yeah. and tough and within a minute, two minutes. So building that mental strength and fortitude to be able to finish the round and not quit is another benefit of training jiu-jitsu. So there's so many, there's so many benefits to it. Muay Thai kickboxing, totally different world. Now, now we're going to the feet. We're standing up, hands up, ready to punch and kick. So Muay Thai is known as the art of eight limbs. And I realize we have four, but you know, uh, uh, Thai boxers consider both fists, both elbows, both knees, and both feet as weapons. So mm-hmm. the art of eight limbs, that's where that comes from. Um, it's a fantastic art. I played, I played soccer in school, 12 years of soccer. So using my feet just came natural. I love yeah. kickboxing. Um, it's a, it's a fantastic sport and it's very, uh, and, and a great martial art. And again, in my opinion, a very effective martial art because traditional martial arts, typically in a competition setting, you're, you're training to point fight. So once a point is scored, the ref stops and you reset. In a real fight, that doesn't happen. The fight goes until it's over. (laughs) Until someone's knocked out, someone's hurt, someone's broken up. So similar to that, Thai boxing is, you know, two or three minute rounds, depending on the setting. And if you're banged up, you got to keep going. Like the punches to the face don't stop. The kicks to the body don't stop until the round is over. And so, again, building that mental toughness to get through the round and uh you know most importantly just not have the tools to not quit to overcome challenges and all that stuff pours over into other aspects of your life when you train combat sports and that's that's a beautiful thing about it Mm -hmm. 
Matt mentioned that you do like a women's defense class specifically too. Well, occasionally we do oh, this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so combat sports in general, MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, it is a male dominant. It, it's they're 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 male dominated martial arts, unfortunately. Um, so when we get women interested in, in we we obviously want to give them as many opportunities to uh, to train and, and and be a part of the program. Sometimes that in itself is intimidating. So I will. Uh, it's it's very common uh, through the year where I'll reach out to different HOAs and uh, for different neighborhoods and uh, schools. We've been we've you know we've worked with uh, with Milford as well. So you know with, we're like kind of in the middle of, of three high schools where yeah. we're located. Um, and we'll do women's or female uh, self defense courses. My wife and I will host it. It's always good to have another woman hosting instead of just a, a man trying to tell a woman how to defend herself. But um, you know, the great thing again, going back to jujitsu and, and the power of it, it it empowers the little person. That's that's the idea. It's all about leverage. So giving women and children too um, the tools to know how to get off their back is it's super satisfying for me as a coach. Gotcha. Matt, do you have something? Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about, like, location. Like, it's in such a, like, unique place. It's, like, right in, like, center of Loveland, Goshen, and Milford. Mm. And then going off of that, you also, like, have kids' classes. And, like, there's nowhere else around here that does that. And on your Instagram, you're always posting that, like, you're allowing these kids to compete at, like, tournaments and stuff. And that's just crazy because, again, nowhere else does this. And I wonder if you could talk about that. Yeah. I, so... I get all walks of life through the door. Um, kids come in uh, with no level of athleticism. They're the kids that are last to get picked on the playground. They're gamers, video gamers. They're not really into the, the sports. And then they find us and they realize that they join a team, but jujitsu is still one-on-one. And the strategy behind getting to the finish that strategic um, mindset yeah. they can kind of relate to as a video gamer trying to accomplish that next level or whatever it is. I, I don't game, so I'm sorry. I don't know what happens these days. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway, what I'm saying is uh, I, I feel like that's it's super attractive to those types of kids. And then we all we also have kids that are uh, that are super athletic that that play sports all year round, and they're just looking for ways to either supplement their parents are looking for ways to supplement that activity or use an activity in the off season. To keep them conditioned, um, I have kids with with ch- different challenges, uh, you know, ADHD, autism, whatever. And for some reason, what we do, we can connect with these kids, no matter what their interests are, what their abilities are. We can connect. And so Matt's asking me about competition teams. So about a third of our students um, compete and uh, compete through the year. And I, I love this because. <clears throat> It takes a lot of guts to get out in front of a, a group of people and like just be on the main stage and know that there's a chance that you're going to lose and you have to deal with that. And I, I look so when I so I always encourage competition. I never force it because there's just some kids that are going to be timid and I'm going to help. I need more time to coach them through. But with competition, um, you know, my, my thing is this. We either win or we learn. That's what I tell the kids. We don't. Yeah. There's no losing. Yeah. You already have the guts to get up there and do this and shake hands with a, an opponent that you, you've never trained with before and, and know that there is a chance you could get hurt. 
They're trying to win that gold just as hard as you're trying to win. So that to me is a victory in itself. So I always tell these kids every time we have our big group right before we stretch, we get ready for the tournaments, you know, as they're doing their meetings and announcements and they're getting ready to start. Kids, listen, winning or learning, there's no losing. We got it. We, if we win, let's figure out how we could do it again. If we don't win the match, let's learn from how learn from our mistakes and make, yeah. make ourselves better. So just just giving the kids the tools to have like that, that again, going back to that mental toughness of being in front of people and competing and showing a, that display of heart against tremendously satisfying for me. Matt, have you done any competitions or have interest in doing those? I've never been in a competition. I only did jujitsu and Muay Thai for like two or three months. That was like, and I, I can say it was hard and like, yeah. it, it, it was very hard, <laughs> but like seeing the kids up there and like competing and stuff on like the Instagram and just seeing them like put in the same work that we do as like high school athletes is just yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I go in the gym every, like most every night and I see yeah. it packed with all these kids and I'm like, wow, like I, I wish I had this when I was younger. Cause like, it's just so cool. And like, it's really a great thing. Yeah. So you talked, you just talked about training, training children, training kids. How is that different from like, versus like amateur, uh, athlete, like just adults that come in there. And then you mentioned you, you had a professional friend that helped set you up with all this. So how's it different from that as well? Yeah. So, um, well, everyone's going to train with a different purpose, right? Yeah. So it's my job as a, as the head coach and obviously owner of the business to identify what their avenue is going to be mm. and, and then help guide them along that path. Yeah. And initially when someone comes in with no experience, they're immediately on the same path. Like we're just going to do entry level classes. We're just going to train with the general public, general population of my school. And, and we'll go, we'll stack classes from there. Um, so it's, it's really up to the individual as to what they want to do. If they want to compete, then that's great. But you're asking the difference in training. Honestly, buddy, there's not. Yeah. Um, I push the kids and the adults the same way. Okay. But that's you're able to do that when you have six and seven year olds together, eight to twelve year olds yeah. together, four and five year olds together. Yeah. And then with the adults, I keep the teenagers. You know, I have thirteen to eighteen year olds together, mm-hmm. and then I have like twenty. At this point, of course, us old guys. We're at a disadvantage now because the twenty-year-olds are with the forty-four-year-olds with me, right? So, but the, so the men and the women are with the men and women. Yeah. So we can we can push it that way. And then, if when I see someone who's ready to be a part of the MMA team, or uh, we so we offer we offer competition-specific trainings that aren't on our published schedule on our website because I don't want just any student rolling into those classes. Those, yeah. are, those are invitation only. It's a totally different level. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about then, Matt's like the level of training and intensity yeah. goes up from there because the result that they're seeking is different, right? Um, in the beginning, we have to be able, I, I know this, for those of you who know about jujitsu and maybe follow things online, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of folks around the world that say jujitsu is for everyone. I do believe that to a certain extent. I mean, there's going to be certain people that just can't get up and down off the ground. And that's, that's that. But for the most part it is for everyone. I have, I've got uh, 60-year-old students that train jiu-jitsu and all the way down to I got a slew of four-year-olds. You know what I mean? So it's just a huge – it's it's crazy. It's, it's a huge age range, right? Yeah. So uh, the training really isn't different. We we do a warm-up similar, both the adults and the and the, the kids. Um, the, the drills are essentially the same. The techniques don't change. Mm-hmm. I mean, the technique from white belt to black belt is not any different. The difference is – 
how good you get at doing those techniques, mm -hmm. your timing, yeah. your vision, being able to see and feel something coming or being able to be set up rather than just learning the technique. So mm -hmm. yes, it's, it's essentially the same through all the levels. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. So you, Matt brought this up actually, how your, your location, your, I pull up your website says Loveland, Goshen and Milford. You're kind of like in the center of all those. Yeah. Uh, was that kind of like a strategic business? It wasn't uh, because um, it just came out so, that way. Yeah. Okay. So I have, um, our building is 7,300 square feet, right? So, um, and it feels small sometimes when you're there at night, right? Like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people here. But the reality is there's not a lot of big commercial real estate openings and availabilities in Goshen, Loveland, or Milford. So it wasn't by design, but man, it sure has worked out. Like it's just been super central for all three schools and, and areas. And I think it's, again, I can't can't say it enough. Back in October of 19, it was the best decision I made to, to move that direction. Mm -hmm. And then kind of still going off of that, do you have any like general business advice as a business owner for our audience here. Yeah. yeah um, well, I have lots of advice actually. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing that I've learned over my, over the years, and especially the most, the last four years, and we'll say five years, don't be afraid to take risks. Okay. I, I always, I always, I talk to kids about this when we're talking about classes and those that are the kids that are timid and afraid to execute a certain submission and just go for it because they're not confident in their technique. Or I talk to uh, my own kids about, you know, they're teetering on whether they should submit a resume to, a, you know, to get that next position or ask for a promotion or whatever the case may be. The reality is the great Wayne Gretzky has been quoted saying, we miss 100% of the shots we don't take. And if you understand what that means, mm -hmm. It gives you complete clarity. So take risks, you know, don't be afraid. It was a risk for me to move from a very high traffic road of Ward's Corner and 275 yeah. where thousands of cars drive by every day. Yeah. And it's centrally located right off the highway, right? Huge risk for me to move to where, and I was visible from the street. Yeah. Now we're our building because they're alphabetized. You can't see our gym from the street. Yeah, you can. Right. And so until you know, until you've been there, mm -hmm. you don't know exactly where it is. Huge risk. Best thing I've ever done though. Yeah. Best risk I've ever taken in my recent professional career. So take risk guys. Don't be afraid. You just, you know, follow your heart, follow your gut, do your research. Don't make foolish mistakes. Do your research, but follow your heart, follow your gut. Next thing I would say, keep grinding. You got to grind. Some things in life, very, very few will come easy. They will. But most everything else requires hard work. And um, something that I often say to our fighters, um, uh, our, actually, uh, my, my top fighter here, that, that was a Loveland grad, uh, teammate. Yeah. He graduated from, uh, from, from Loveland 2018. Mm -hmm. I tell him, nothing can stop a determined and disciplined man. That's the reality. If we're determined to win or we're determined to be successful and we stay disciplined with our job and our, and our tasks and our to do's and everything we have to do, nothing can stop us. So that's, those are my words of advice today. Backtracking a little bit. Um, did you always know that you wanted to start a gym? Like, cause you said you worked in Atlanta and like just worked there, but what it like made you think like, Oh, I wanted to start my own business. Um, like the first purchase, man, that's a, that's, I think 
you know, I think the thought that went through my head was um, I'm confident in my ability to do it Dave's way and not someone else's way. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Not the, I don't want to sound like a jerk. Like, I don't want to sound no, like a you know, jerk. You know, you know, like, what yeah. I'm saying is <clears throat> I can work for people, but they're still going to be their system and their way unless they give you the power to, to, to call the shots, but it's going to be their way. But I've seen so many great things and so many bad things about the gym biz over the years that I felt like if I could just impose my will and do things my way that I could get to the level I wanted to get to. And when I said earlier, you asked me about any tips or advice, like keep grinding guys. I'm not kidding you for five years grinding in a fitness exclusive setting. I was like, I was on the brink of just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to sell this equipment. I'm going to go to work for somebody and I'm going to fold up shop. But I took a risk and I moved and gave myself a fighting chance of surviving. And and then change the business model entirely for the better at this point, because now we're you know, basically almost fourfold what we're doing, yeah. what we're doing yeah. four years ago. So it's uh, it's just it's amazing. But I don't really know. I, you know, some people I think are just committed and already decided that that's what they're going to do. They're going to be an entrepreneur. They're going to be a business owner. They're going to be self-employed. Um, it wasn't. I can't tell you out of high school or. You know, even 10 years ago that I was, I wanted to be self-employed. I can't tell you that that was, that's not the truth. It's just, some things just happen. And again, we keep finding ways to improve ourselves and that opportunity presented itself. And I, I took a risk and went after it. And here we are today. Okay. I believe this is the last question me and Michael have for you, unless Matt has anything he wants to ask as well. Uh, I'm not really sure how much you can disclose, but like, do you have any future business plans uh, as far as Fuse goes? Yeah, so I am. Um, I re- I'm a big believer in systems, mm-hmm. and I think uh, with running a business. Yeah, and um, it's it's funny to me. Uh, even my friends that aren't in the gym biz, like they just think I just hang out in the gym all day. Like, they don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand. Like running a business is not just working out all day. Like I would. That's that is a plus if you can fit it in, but it doesn't yeah. always happen. Sometimes I miss my own workout, and I'm there all day. Um, so I'm a big systems guy, and right now uh, for 2023, I'm working on standardizing all of my systems and making uh, and potentially making um, what I do in one setting be scalable and maybe um, not necessarily franchises per se, but um, maybe looking at partner- partnerships down the road and opening multiple locations. So okay. that's kind of on my radar. Again, it's not, it's, it's no big secret. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's opportunities and when you partner with the right people, uh, great things can happen. So I, I feel like I have a lot to offer, um, in terms of the systems and the operation of a business, find the right coach to partner with the sky's the limit. Okay. Yeah. The last thing is like, um, the layout of like the gym itself and like the design. I mean, uh, you just got how much more mat space? Yeah, we did a little renovation right before Thanksgiving, um, and we expanded an additional thousand feet, so a thousand square feet, excuse me. So now we're a total three thousand square feet of martial arts mat space. Yeah, when I first came in, you told me like that's the only place like around here at all that has that. Like, uh, yeah, we're, one, we're well, we're definitely one of the few. I can't, I can't speak for. I mean, obviously, I don't know the measurements of other people's uh, mats. I've been to open mats and other uh, open door trainings where we can go to other locations, and I feel like. The, again, the garage setting with the 12 foot ceilings and having the big, it's just wide open. It's comfortable. No one's bumping into each other unless we, well, unless we're, real, unless we're wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, man, I, I don't want to say that it's necessarily the biggest, uh, but it's unique in that we're the only gym in this in, in remotely close that is that has that much martial arts space and a 24 yeah. seven access gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's no need to have multiple memberships anymore. Like guys and girls that want to come in and train martial arts can do their strength training right on the other side of the room, all under one roof, save yeah. money. You know, that's, that's the idea. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty great. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Michael? No. no, unless either of you have anything else. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I don't, for whatever, anybody who's listening to this wants to, if they want to know more information about us, yeah. about Fused Martial Arts and Fitness, um, I, own a, I own a handful of domains. I'll give you the easiest one, trainwithfuse.com. Okay, so trainwithfuse.com. You can always punch in Fuse Martial Arts and Fitness, but short attention spans, you'll forget and you'll just stop. <laughs> trainwithfuse.com the schedule is uh, updated class schedules are offering we just launched a new one um, this week the, the the second of January so it's in effect um, if you have interest we still at this point currently right now we're, we're we're gaining a lot of momentum the mat's getting full so we're at the moment we're still offering introductory sessions so if you have interest in doing that message us through the website it goes uh, goes to my phone goes to my email right on the spot and I'll get in touch with you and schedule that. But, uh, but yeah, trainwithfuse.com. You can find some basic information on us and come train. Matt okay. mentioned the Instagram a couple of times too, if you want to shout that out. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, we're on Instagram. I don't, I don't do all the socials. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I have Instagram and Facebook. You know, my, honestly, my wife's really good at managing this. Um, I'm more of the grunt worker. I just do all the, <laughs> sure. uh, the, the, the coaching and stuff and she keeps the reels and the posts going, which is fantastic. But, um, I think it's just Fuse Martial Arts and Fitness. Yeah, Fuse Martial I'm sorry. Fuse Martial Arts and Fitness is our handle. Um, I, yeah, I think it's pretty easy once you search it. I mean, yeah. it should be easy to yeah. find. Um, but yeah, we, we try to keep exciting uh, footage up there as well. But hey, why not just come? You're, you guys, everyone's in the area. I would imagine listening to this. Just come see with your own two eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's episode nine of Budding Business. All right, everybody. So that was episode nine of Budding Business. I had to correct Michael during the start, but sorry about that's that. Just no, that's just because we put out a lot of episodes, though. So we've it's been we've been journey. yeah. <laughs> we what do we got? We got nine episodes and uh, four months. So we've been working a lot coming your way. Can't really disclose any of that, but we got a lot of lot more episodes coming. A lot of great ones. Um, all I'll say is. Uh, Sean and John, that's all I'm going to say. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, Michael, um, that was a great uh, episode today. It was with fantastic. Dave Mulligan and Matt McCarthy. And Matt McCarthy making a little guest appearance. Tigers, we, we always love to have Tigers and guys in here. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, you just give me some of your some of your takeaways. I felt like, first of all, sorry, I, I just felt like what he said at the end um, about owning a business and just keep grinding, that, that, holds true not just in business i feel like and that's why i think that's why he's so successful if you sure. can comment on that oh yeah i think that's you pretty much covered it it's, yeah. it's a pretty i feel like a lot of people say that but it really is true i mean you just got to keep working yeah and, exactly yeah and, and sure that sounds cliche but that's that's how most business owners get the job done for if sure you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you own your own business you did it through a lot of hard work um and that's just that's normally how it goes and so i think dave is no exception um, yeah i think he definitely and he took risks and that's another thing we we're talking about like that's what you got to do to do that and i'm sure many other small business owners um i mean we we, we just we were just at holston's bakery 
I mean, going from competitive bodybuilding to, to a bakery, that seems like a pretty big risk. If you ask me, yeah. right? Like cook and then you're, you're committed bodybuilding. Suddenly you're, you're baking out of your kitchen to deliver to people. And now you, you have a, a full blown bakery in the heart of Milford. Like that is, that's crazy. And that's all because of hard work yeah, and um, taking risks. So, I mean, that's all we got. Uh, I've got, I've got, got, got a little bit more, here. but I, I just wanted to point out, it's kind of weird. This is like our third fitness ish focused podcast. Yeah. I mean, we had well, Dave Wollstons was it, it was more about the baker, I guess, but yeah. they were still. I was gonna say we, did, we taste tested stuff, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, still, still, and then uh, John Kennedy, John Kennedy. That's, so, but I mean, me and Michael are big fitness guys, so we know. That's hope like, you guys like this too. Yeah. I don't see our. We might do a little bit more with that, but who knows? But um, one of my big takeaways was uh, when he he said um, I forget the what he said. It was like you either win or you learn. Right. I think that's yeah, a really yeah, that's good exactly mindset to have because if you let if you let kind of like your not failures because you're learning, but right, if you exactly. if you see it like that, yeah, then you're gonna have a lot more success. You're gonna still have that drive to keep yeah. grinding, like he said. That's a fantastic mindset to have. One hundred percent. That's probably one of the best ways to look at it. I think I've ever heard. So uh, yeah, we appreciate uh, Mr. Mulliken coming on the podcast. This is a fantastic episode. Oh yeah, and uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks.